It's officially mosquito season in New York City, and you're probably going to notice it. In recent years, record-breaking numbers of the insect have been plaguing the boroughs. More, more mosquitoes means more diseases, like West Nile virus. The city is trying to fight back to reduce the mosquito population. But as Claire Grenet reports, climate change makes that a complicated task. One September afternoon, three years ago, Doug Newton couldn't seem to get out of bed. It was actually our wedding anniversary. We were supposed to go out to dinner, and I couldn't, couldn't get up, and uh, I was just really tired. Doug lives in a Brooklyn townhouse with his family. He doesn't remember much from that day. His wife, Kathy Newton, says she thought he had the flu. He couldn't even sit up on the couch. He could sort, sort of just, <laughs> you know, fell over. Really? <laughs> so he went back to bed, and then he said, I don't think we're going to go out for our anniversary. <laughs> that night, Doug began to hallucinate, so they raced to the hospital. A doctor came in and said, uh, we're taking him off the antibiotics. It's a virus. It's West Nile virus. The effects of the virus kept him in the hospital for three months, and he says the illness still limits his mobility. I just cannot walk like a normal person. I'm very awkward. I'm out of balance, so I can't raise my, this arm very far. And I got a tremor, shaky hands. I'm an artist, and so that's no fun. The West Nile virus is a disease transferred from birds to mosquitoes, and then, as in Duck's case, sometimes to humans. Most people don't get any symptoms at all. Others experience fevers, headaches, disorientation, and extreme fatigue. And for some, particularly those over 50 or with weakened immune systems, the spinal cord or the brain can become infected, and that can be fatal. Duck was one of 10 New Yorkers who got the West Nile virus in 2019. Last year, that number was 21. Oliver Ellis and Tim is part of the Climate Change and Emerging Infectious Disease Working Group at Albany University. He says, as temperatures in the New York area rise, mosquitoes will thrive. So there's an optimum temperature range where we feel comfortable, but so has also activity in the nature, right? Mosquitoes have an optimal temperature range where they thrive the best and reproduce the best. That's why Tim expects to see a continued increase in West Nile cases in the Northeast. The city health department is tracking the rise in mosquitoes. They have an ongoing program of mosquito surveillance and control, which includes removing standing water in the city, putting larvicide in street drains, and educating the public on prevention of mosquito-borne illness. Another key component of their plan is spraying the streets of New York with pesticides. They have a big arm that just starts spraying in all directions, just leaving a trail of spray, and it's harsh, you know, and you don't want to be caught in it. Mitchell Cohen lives in Coney Island, and he says the trucks drive by his house spraying clouds of pesticides. When the city first announced they would start spraying for mosquitoes back in 1999, Cohen helped organize a group called the No Spray Coalition. He says the widespread use of insecticides can have unintended effects on urban ecosystems. What a stupid thing to do to think that the way of dealing with an ongoing disease, day after day, year after year, to just spray massive amounts of chemicals. They don't even think what happens to the birds, what happens to the frogs, what happens to the dragonflies that eat mosquitoes. I reached out to the city department of health and they declined to comment on their use of pesticides. In their official mosquito control plan, they acknowledged that there may be negative impacts associated with spraying. But they emphasize that pesticides are used only when it's necessary and only when spraying can reduce the risk of disease. 
Some researchers agree that blanketing neighborhoods with pesticides might be a necessary last resort, but only after trying more targeted methods of fighting insect-borne disease. Maria Diaguasa is a professor at the Department of Ecology, Evolution and Environmental Biology at Columbia University. She says controlling these diseases require a more nuanced understanding of the ways ecosystems are changing. As one example, she cites the effects of the recent boom in deer population. For example, deer overpopulation, and that is causing a lot of the tick-borne diseases, the very high densities of deer because there's no predators and we're providing excellent resources for them so they reproduce in, in big, big numbers. That's an example. The CDC reports that nationwide mosquito and tick-borne disease cases more than doubled between 2004 and 2018. Climate change researcher Oliver Illison Tim says that overall insect-borne diseases will likely continue to increase in the near future, but the science remains uncertain. The lessons that we learned in the climate research community in general is that um, the more we are able now with our models to look at regional impacts, we can take into account more processes, more factors, and the story gets more complicated. In other words, warming causes ecosystems to change in complex and unpredictable ways. There are nonlinear effects that mm. makes our life more interesting, but also more complicated to predict or project what will happen with the growing warming. Maybe there will be more mosquitoes because of rising temperatures, but that increase could be cancelled out by changing humidity levels. High temperatures could cause a drought, causing bird populations to decline. And that's fewer birds to pass West Nile onto mosquitoes and then onto humans. So that's where these non-linearities in the system can become very complex and uh, <laughs> what will win, right? That, that's um, the question. And that uncertainty makes it hard to develop effective mosquito control plans for the future. Back in his Brooklyn garden, West Nile survivor Doug Newton reflects on the predicted increase in West Nile virus cases in New York and his hopes for the future. I wish we weren't having climate change. I wish we could s stop using fossil fuels, and I feel very strongly about that. But with the situation as it is, all I can suggest is buying a can of off and using it. The health department will continue spraying pesticides throughout the city beginning by the end of this month. Clark Ronald, Columbia Radio News.